and it's a profession where everybody um, kind of thinks they can do what you do a little bit because, you know, some people play sports growing up, so they think, you know, I can do what he does. So everybody kind of has an opinion on what you do. So coaching is uh, unique in that. You're getting judged in real time. You're like, when I go to the dentist, I don't have a suggestion on how he should attack cleaning my teeth or do I want to tell him, hey, you know, you should use that pick instead of this pick or why don't we floss now? And, um, you know, so it, it, it is interesting from that perspective. Uh, and it is, I think, one of the things I sh- maybe struggle with most in coaching is you do you are getting judged in real time. Welcome back to the Look Around Podcast here Woo! in the office of Coach Brett Ballard here with the Washburn yeah. Ichabods right here in Lee Arena. Court right behind us. Watching some guys get a little summer run in. It's an uh, exciting time to be to be here at Washburn. So, Coach, thanks so much for taking some time to, yeah. to sit down with us. Yeah, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming to the office. I got an unbelievable view here yeah. of uh, Lee Arena. Very blessed and uh, uh, great setup here. Um, know both of you guys. Appreciate what both of you guys do in this community. And uh, so really appreciate you having me on and excited to talk today. Absolutely. Dude, absolutely, man. Feelings mutual. Appreciate what <laughs> you do. You. We're excited to, to get into it. No doubt. No doubt. So I guess just give us a little bit of your backstory for people who may not be as familiar with, with you and your story. Uh, how'd you end up at Washburn? What was that journey like for you? You know, being in Hutch and then, you know, the path you've kind of taken to get here. Fill us in a little on that. Yeah, so uh grew up in Hutchinson, Kansas, uh, middle of the state, and so was a Kansas kid. Um, uh, out of high school, I went to junior college. That's where I got recruited to. And then um, after junior college, I was getting recruited by a lot of D2s, NEIs, and some low D1s. And um, it was kind of a, a tough decision on what I really wanted that next step to be. I ended up deciding that going to Kansas – and being a preferred walk-on was the best path for me. I knew I wanted to coach. My dad was a coach and a teacher. I knew I wanted to coach, and I, at that time I wanted to teach. So I was like, you know, let me go to Kansas, try to be on the basketball team there. I was always a Jayhawk fan. Knew that experience would be great, but also I just thought long-term being under Coach Williams would be very beneficial to me as a coach. Um, obviously worked out way better than I could have ever imagined. Went there as a walk-on, ended up earning a scholarship, got to play, um, had a wow. great experience, and, and, and all mm. of that was phenomenal. Coach Williams leaves the year after my senior year and Coach Self comes in. And uh, so I go in and Coach's staff was full, um, but he met with me and, and he was very, it was about three weeks after he got the job. It was, it was awesome. He actually took the time to meet with me. And, wow, seriously. And yeah. he goes, hey, I don't have a spot for you, but if you want to come around and volunteer, you're welcome to come around anytime. So I remember calling my dad and I was like, hey, he doesn't have anything you know, for me. And he goes, well, what'd he say? And he goes, well, he said, you know, I come volunteer. He goes, why, why would you not go do that? So yeah. anyways, I, I end up going and um, just coming around the office and volunteering for Coach Self's staff the first year. And basically, I don't even know, half the time Coach even I was there. You know, I was just like, they're probably like, who's this guy that keeps showing up? Like, <laughs> like what is this guy doing here, you know? And half the days I showed up, I don't think I did anything. I was just there. But um, right before the first game they were meeting the staff was meeting in a room next to where i was kind of there There there's a little office space and i could hear their meeting and they're like well who's going to film our games you know this year and they're like well we could get a manager to do it blah blah blah. so i kind of poked my head in i said hey i'll film the games for you guys i'm like oh yeah that'd be great you can do it so like what's your name again yeah 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 (laughs) yeah, uh, thanks appreciate give me some coffee you know so um i uh the good thing about that was then I was kind of in. So I got to go to all the home games and I got to travel. So wow. now I'm on the road with them because I had to go film. And, and at that time, um, you know, that was kind of, well, at least I thought it was a really important job. So anyways, I, I, I started off doing that volunteer. Coach had a guy leave. I got bumped into the video position. Um, then I was in the director of ops position. So I did a lot of the behind the scenes stuff at Kansas. Um, so was that the point where you were like officially you had a job? Yeah. Or, so or for, is it when you volunteered to film? Is that when you like officially got well, a job? I, I, that's a, I wasn't officially getting paid. So John, <laughs> yeah. that's a great, you know, if you'd ask my wife, she would say, yeah. I was, you know, she's like, Hey, when, when are you going to, are we going to start making some income? From this? <laughs> yeah. you know, she's looking like, this is great that you're up there at Kansas every day, but like, you know, we, we, we got to pay some bills. So, great ramen um, every day. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I would say, I mean, I was Official when I started filming, I guess, but I don't know that I was getting a paycheck from University of Kansas until a year later. Um, But, you know, the entire time during that, I'm getting a mass. I played for Coach Williams, who's an all-fame coach, and then I'm around Coach Self every day, who's 
one of the best to ever do it. So I'm getting a master's class every day in how wow, you run a program. Wow, seriously. That's amazing. So I'm there at Kansas for seven years. Um, great experience. 2008, win the championship, all the stuff. It's great. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I'm like, at Kansas, life is great and um, everything's rolling. I'm making solid money. Coach sells great to work for. I'm in Lawrence, all that. But I knew like, okay, there's a next step to this. I didn't necessarily want to be an ops guy the rest of my life. Right. Um, and so the opportunities were either, okay, go take an assistant job someplace else around the country or stay at Kansas. Those were kind of the two options. And I didn't really want to leave Lawrence and, you know, I'm going to go take an assistant job at a school and probably go, you know, 10 and 20 and not win as much and try to build a program, which is fine. Uh, so it was a really hard decision. Baker University job opened up and I knew um, an athletic trainer there and uh was a friend of mine. She had worked our camp. She goes, Hey, you should apply for this job. I'm like, and I feel bad even saying this. And I was like, I'm not going to Baker from Kansas. You know, that was my mentality. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, she goes, just, just apply and look at it. She's going to be a good experience to go through the process. Long story short, I apply, I get an interview, I go on campus. I love it. And, um, great people there. And so I go back and at the very end of the interview day, everything's going great. I said, Hey, how much, um, how much is the uh, salary? And they tell me the number, which was half of what I was making at Kansas. So I'm like, Oh no. So your wife's going to love that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So now the whole drive home, I'm okay. How am I going to, uh, lay <laughs> this out this? To <laughs> my wife, Kelly. Who's, um, and so I go and she, I was like, Hey, it's great. I'm building it up, pumping it up. I'm telling her all the positives. Yeah, and I said, yeah. Hey, by the way. And she looks at me like, what? And uh, we had just, had a, a baby and you know and yeah pay for, so diapers don't buy themselves no kidding so she um she was great she said you know what if if you're convicted you think this is the right step we'll, we'll figure it out so i i take the job it was the best decision of my life the kids there the players there amazing experience so i'm there for two years coach manning gets the a, a head coaching job at Tulsa. i'd work with danny manning at kansas he wants me to come be an assistant again, I'm going to double my, triple my salary. And um, not that that was the, the only reason, but just a good situation. And so I made a really tough decision to leave Baker. It was honestly telling those kids I was leaving probably the hardest day in coaching that I've had. Wow. Tulsa with Coach Manning for two years. Then we went to Wake Forest out in North Carolina, was there for three years. The Washburn job opens. And um, I had heard Coach Shipman kind of announced early in the year that he was going to leave. October, November, mm-hmm. I heard about it. And right away, I was like, man, that's an unbelievable – I knew this was a great job. And wow. I knew a lot about Washington, Kansas kid. Fast forward, I was able to get the interview. Um, very, very, very fortunate to get this job. And now, you know, six years later, um, mm. here we are. What was it about the Washburn position? Was it closer to home? Or, like, did you know much about Washburn before, like, as a university in the program? Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, what was it yeah. about you that really attracted you to this spot? Um I think it being close to home was sort of icing on the cake for us. Yeah. Um, my wife has family here. I have family here. So that was that was good. But um, I think that uh, I knew this. And then once you kind of research and get into it, um, just Washburn is a special place. Hmm. Uh, it, it, the, the leadership here and the people here are really, really special. Hmm. And um, so once I started looking into it, I knew – the basketball tradition was here and that was important to me. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I and mean, then, from com- coming from KU. Yeah. And wow. I think you, you know, ultimately as coach, you want to go someplace where you have an infrastructure where you could potentially win. And I really felt like they, they had done that here and had that here. Um, I thought that, you know, from a, from a, a basketball program standpoint, it was just in a really good place. Wow. And um, so that was the main thing. And then, you know, hand in hand with that, then I needed to make a decision that was best for my family. You know, I had three kids at the time that we made the move here. And for my wife, like I wanted to make sure it made sense for us. And, um, you know, when I talked to people about Topeka, uh, it was interesting because um, I think that you had a few people that weren't really in Topeka that were like, "Uh, you don't want to live in Topeka and try to cut Topeka down. But when you really talk to the people that were actually in Topeka, and I did because I wanted to make sure this made sense for my family. They're like, Coach, it's great. Topeka is great. It's so wow. you hear about the negatives mm-hmm. and people, you know, it's just life. Everybody wants, you know, the news is you turn on the news and that's just what it is. Um, and, um, you know, 
people get so stuck on when negative things happen and that's what they want to talk about. But when I talk to the people that are actually in Topeka, like coach, this is a great place to raise a family. Mm. Um, I think you're going to love, love, love the environment here. And, um, I think your kids are going to thrive. Um, and so ultimately that really helped make the decision. And, uh, so it was a number of factors, but you know, it's been everything that we hope for. And then some, um, both for my family and for the, uh, from a basketball program perspective, and, I mean, uh, yeah, just incredible happy, success. Happy we made the decision. Here. Yeah, it's kind. Of, it's kind of crazy. You think about the the just the footsteps you've kind of walked in and the people you've learned from. And, I know. And yeah. even even Coach Chipman in his own right, you know, he's not like Roy Williams or Bill Self, but at a D two level, it's a really respected, long term, very successful kind of guy. And you got to kind of follow in his shoes. What was that like, kind of coming in? where you're following the guy who's the best guy that's ever yeah. been here at that point. No. Well, his name's on the court. Right. You know, I, I, <laughs> I tough, joke tough sometimes, job. you know, you walk out there every day and that's who you're trying to, trying to, wow. to replace. Yeah. Uh, I joke, I, you know, told AD, can we cover that up during practices? <laughs> so I don't feel as much pressure. You know? <laughs> I'm not as insecure uh, about cause, it. Uh, um, no, because Coach Shipman, you said, especially at the Division Two level, one of the all-time greats, yeah. um, you know, won a championship here, a lot of conference championships. Wow. Um, you know, high, high-level coach. And he's been great. Um, you know, in the transition for me, um, I didn't think about that that much, to be honest with you. I've always bet on myself. Um, and I've never worried too much about things I can't control. Hmm. And I've always felt like, um, here's, here's, I've been really blessed with a lot of opportunities, but I will say I'm proud of the fact that I've taken advantage of the opportunities I've been given. Yeah. We don't know how many opportunities we're going to get. And I've certainly been given more than, 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 than the average person. I, I can acknowledge that. But, and I tell our players this all the time, you know, when you do get an opportunity, it's about taking advantage of that, right. making so the most true. of that. Yeah. And um, so for me, I, again, what coach Shipman did here and the tradition here is great. And I, and I knew, that the expectation level would be what it was. Hmm. Uh, but that didn't, that, th- that, that's what I want. I mean, I, to me, I want to go someplace where that is the expectation. And right. let me see if I can build on, let me challenge myself every day to see if we can build on that. And it's not easy. And I'm proud of what we've done and we still got more work to do. But, um, for me, um, yes, it does add some added, um, stress or pressure in some ways, but I try to just to concentrate on things I can control. And, um, again, you, you try to bring the right people in the program and, 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 and build off of that. Yeah. Man, the thing that sticks out to me about your story that, uh, I mean, there's so many elements, but one, it seems like a really key moment. And I wonder if, if you feel this way as well, but a key moment seems to be when you graduate, there's no job for you. And he's like, well, you can come volunteer. And it's like, what if you didn't? You know, like, where would you be today? You know, I mean, that's it's kind of wild to think about. Like, you say, hey, well, I would rather volunteer and be around this all-star level coach and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And then the moment where you're in the other room and you hear them, like, who's going to film? You could have easily just sat on your hands, like, we'll see what happens. You know, yeah, but you're just like, hey, I'm going to, there's an opportunity. I'm going to see what happens. And you're like, hey, I'll film. Yeah. And that, like, see, I mean, there are other factors, obviously, like you played at KU. Sure. But the fact that you like poked your head in that door mm-hmm. seems to be like, if that didn't happen, would you be here today? Yeah. yeah. In, in the movie of your life, that's a core scene. You yeah. Know, probably didn't even feel like that when you did it. It was just so, a moment. I think it goes back for me. Um, so my family in Kansas, it, it's kind of funny, but we joke, you either farm or you taught. You know, so I have a family. <laughs> Wait, you full, farm or what? You, you teach. Oh, t- oh yeah. yeah, yeah, you t- yeah. Or, or you teach. I should have said that better so no 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 you 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 you, i have farmers in my farmers and the rest of my family pretty much everybody teaches and so um that was always sort of the path i I felt like i was going to be on um and i do think about okay what if i wouldn't have volunteered and what would my life look like i think i would probably right now be a high school coach and Mm. teacher and to be honest with you I think I'd still be living an amazing life. Yeah. Like I always think that, um, you know, you got to pivot in life. You just never know what the past is going to look like. I, I just want to make the, the, the best out of the most out of my path, whatever, Mm. whatever way that may lead. And, um, so I do think about that and I'm very grateful that I did take that leap, uh, and, and, and took the opportunity to, to volunteer and film and all that. Um, but I also think that even if that wouldn't have played out, um, you know, I was going to get my, 
degree in teaching. And I think that that would have been an amazing experience too, to be able to influence kids. Mm, yeah. You know, it's through, so true. That path. That's, yeah. it's an interesting point you bring up. Like how many times do we get really, it's kind of a deep, deep thing, but like how many, we get so caught up on like the surface level accolades and the shiny parts of life. Like, oh, I need to achieve this and achieve that. And, and obviously that's, a, it's good. It's not like bad to do that, but but like how much more of life is just like about the kind of a man you're becoming, yeah. you know, like, man, like, you know, say you didn't have this trophy behind you. You're in some town no one's heard of teaching, coaching high school kids, but you're still a high quality man. Mm-hmm. You're going to be making a great impact there. I mean, man, there's something to that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm reading a book right now and, um, it, it talks about pride mm-hmm. and, um, it talks about, especially in our society right now, how it's um, maybe the most influential sin that we have because of how all of our lives are put out there in front of everybody on social media. And so we're constantly comparing ourselves to everybody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really good. It's, and, and, and so it got me thinking, you know, I struggle with this for sure because I think that just like my ego gets involved, and you want to, you know, there, there, there's a certain part of you that, you know, wants to be recognized for things or yeah, there's absolutely. a status thing yeah. or a money thing or, you know, whatever that may be that, 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 that when pride gets involved. Um, but ultimately the book's talking about, you know, when it's all said and done, that stuff doesn't really matter mm. if you're not the right person inside. Yeah, and so are true. you present every day? Are you, are you impacting every day? Mm-hmm. And so. I struggle with this on one hand and I don't on the other because I've never really cared about level or status or to me. And again, I think this goes back to my family. If a job needs to be done, let's get it done. Hmm. Um, I'll give you an example. Like when I was at Baker, we had one gym and they used it all day long for classes. So by the time we practiced, the gym floor every day was a disaster with, you know, dirt and everything from the outside, especially in the wintertime, snow and stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, I had had a grad assistant and unfortunately um, didn't work out and and they had to to leave. So, like, I'm basically a one-man show over there. So every day before practice, I would get towels, I'd wet them down, I'd rig them out, put them on the mop, and I'd mop the floor. And, like, I didn't – it was a little bit of pain because it took up time. Yeah. But like people would come into the gym, like, coach, you're mopping the floor. Like, yeah, like I got to get to, if I don't mop the floor, guys slipping aside around on practice. So just, again, I'm not always perfect with that. And, I, and, and I'm still growing. And, sure, and, and yeah. Um, I think pride still gets the best of me at times. Um, you know, and, and, and I think the opposite side of pride sometimes is righteousness. So then sometimes, you know, all right, I'm not being prideful, but now I'm judging others because I think I do it better than Yeah, them. like self-righteous. Yeah, yeah, and, I, yeah. And, and I think so you kind of like flip from being prideful and wanting all this stuff. And then when you don't want all this stuff and you're like, well, I don't need any of that. You're like, you look start, how humble I am. Yeah, yeah look like, how humble you are. I think, I think it's a constant teeter-totter yeah. for me in life of, all right, I'm being prideful right now. I'm worried about this or that. Or uh, now I'm, I'm I'm being righteous and I'm judging the other people because they want something that I don't feel like I need. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Man, I appreciate just the vulnerability there, man. I think, man, that talks. And I like I heard somebody say uh, people don't want leaders that are right all the time. They want a leader who's real. And, man, I just appreciate that. Like yeah. the fact that you're like, man, here's here's how, how it is. Here's how I'm showing up. Here's how I'm trying to, you know, work through things. And man, that, that goes a long ways, you know, it seems like, you know, we know a few of your guys and, uh, they seem to have a lot of trust in you, seem to really respect you and the program that you've cultivated, you know, and man, it's just cool. Yeah. So, uh, can we go back a little bit? I know Ryan, you were thinking about just the, you got, you've come up under some pretty amazing coaching with Roy and Bill Self and and even getting to play with Danny Manning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I I hadn't even considered this, and and we don't have to talk about this for a long time. I could talk KU hoops all day, but uh, the, this just becomes Ryan's KU <laughs> podcast. <laughs> the strange dynamic that was it's well publicized in the locker room at the transition between Roy and Bill. Yeah, did you feel like you had a kind of a unique role in smoothing that out during? No that question. Time? That's a great question, and I I don't know if anybody's asked me about that. That's that's a really good question. Uh, way better than John's. So <laughs> Check, oh no, just no, cut my I, part out. Now I got some of that pride over uh, there. <laughs> yeah, um, it was tough because um, so I played 
with Wayne Simeon, Aaron Miles, Keith Langford were on with me, and then and then they transitioned to a new coach. Aaron Miles, Keith Langford, Wayne Simeon are coming off back to back Final Fours under Coach Williams. Coach Self comes in, and a lot of things were the same. You know, those guys are very similar in a lot of ways. You know how they run a program, very very similar, which is why they're successful, I think, in right. some ways. But also these little differences, and um, change is hard on all of us. Yeah. Change is really hard on twenty year old kids, <laughs> and especially change when it's like, yo, we've been you've been at the mountain rolling, top already, and we're gonna change this. You know, they're thinking, why don't we just do it exactly how we did before? Yeah. Well, and Coach Self, to his credit, did sort of uh, bend a little bit and try to give a little bit to those guys because he understood, like, okay, these guys have been really successful. What can we? What can we take and give? And, and 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 so to his credit, it was good, but it was still some some butting of the heads going on. And then we hit a, you know, we were successful, but you still have a little bit of adversity that goes on in any season. And um, so I'm kind of in the middle of all that. And uh, again, to Coach Self's credit, um, he understood what Coach Williams did there, appreciated it. And he's just trying to preach to the guys, hey, just, just, just believe in me and stick through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and to the guys' credit, you know, for the most part, they were they were open to what he was trying to get him to do. But it was definitely some times when it was hard. And, um, you know, ultimately, obviously, it's worked out well for both. Coach Williams went to Carolina. Sure, right? yeah. and, and it is, I think, um, I think it's great perspective on sports, though, because after Coach Self's third year or so, there's a lot of Kansas fans that were kind of ready to get rid of them 100% because we lost to, um, you know, Bucknell Bucknell, tournament and Bradley back to back years. Like this guy can't get us to where we need to get. And Mm. And then you had the elite eight struggles in addition to those. So there's, you know, there's some fans and some people that are like, you know, we need a different coach. And I think sometimes in sports, especially we need to have just a tiny bit of patience and some perspective (laughs) on, uh, what's going on and, and, and what coaches are trying to deal with. And, uh, you know, obviously now I think every KU fan would be saying that, that I'm glad we didn't there, get rid yeah. of the guys. Yeah, He's done pretty good. I know. No wow. Doubt. That's wild. I know. I feel for like, you know, the football program has had so much turnover with KU. Like, and it, it seems like there's so much pressure on that first year for whoever comes in. Like, hey, you, you have 12 months to turn this thing around or you're gone. Yeah. And it's like, man. Can anyone live up to that? Like, if you had the best coach, could they do that in it's one hard. year? You it's know, really like, hard. man. You know, coaching is interesting because it's it's one of the – there's one of the um, uh, professions where um, you are getting judged in real time yep. on how you perform. You know, and, and it's a profession where everybody um, kind of thinks they – can do what you do a little bit because you know some people play sports growing up so they think you know i can do what he does so everybody kind of has an opinion on what you do so coaching is uh, unique in that you're getting judged in real time you're like when i go to the dentist i don't have a suggestion on how he should attack (laughs) cleaning my teeth or do i want to tell him hey you know you should use that pick instead of this pick or why don't we floss now and um you know so it, it it is interesting from that perspective uh and it is, I think, one of the things I maybe struggle with most in coaching is you do you are getting judged in real time. Yeah, in front of all these people. a lot your of people. Wins and your losses. There's so much buy-in to the you know I people have the debate about whether fans should say we when they're talking about their team. I fall on the we side. I was gonna I'm say, giving, are you gonna tell that story? I'm giving you money. That's not that wasn't me, but uh, I'm oh, giving yeah, who you was money. That? I'm supporting you. I'm uh, you know whatever, uh, but. If it's if you're part of a we, you feel like you get to critique when uh-huh. really it's like, what are you actually doing? Yeah. Other than showing up, and, and even that is, you know. Can so I ju- can I tell that story real quick? It wasn't me. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I forget who it was. So we had a friend who was a student at, at KU, and you know we know Wayne really well. He's a great guy, and and he was around like our our ministry with students and stuff. And uh, uh, man, we had one student that after a, a KU game, I forget if it was a big win I or think loss. It was a, a loss. A, a loss. loss. And this guy's like, man, you know, we should have done this. We did this. We did this. And Wayne was like, we? Like, <laughs> who's we? Were you on the court? Yeah. Like, were you doing this? And, and the kid is just like, <laughs> like, backs <laughs> up. <laughs> like, yeah. okay. Uh, no, I think it's, um, again, it's a double edged sword because you want your fans to be invested. So I do like that. In some ways, I love that they feel that connected to our program. I, I do want that. 
level of investment because there's some places where nobody cares. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody's so saying true. we. And yeah. you're like, man, I wish I'd get some people to say we uh-huh. and wear our gear and come <laughs> to our games. And so it, it, it definitely goes both ways. Um, I think, um, you know, I would just say for from a fan's perspective, as much as you can, just try to go appreciate what the, the, the coaches and the athletes, how much they're sacrificing to put mm. that product on the court. Try to have a little bit of empathy uh, when things don't go well, especially with 18, 19, 20-year-old kids. Yeah. Uh, man, these kids are dealing with a lot. Yeah, it's so true. And juggling a lot. And, so true. Uh, they're going to make mistakes, and nobody's perfect, just like the rest of us. So I think if you can have a little bit of that perspective, it helps everybody. Wow. That's awesome. Well, I want to talk a little bit about your success and your time here at Washburn, but I do have Let's one. Let's talk a lot about a little bit. Let's uh, there, talk, we go. The yeah. there we go. There we go. Yeah, 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 absolutely, I do have absolutely. one semi-KU related <laughs> question, but it applies to Washburn. What are some things that you took? You said there's similarities between Coach Williams, Coach Self, but there's also differences. What are some things that you took from each of them that you try to, to bring to your repertoire as a coach that you think make you successful? Mm. Yeah, that's great. Um, I would say number one is it's about our players. Uh Coach Williams, when I got to Kansas, I was the 15th guy on the roster. You know, McDonald's All-American, McDonald's All-American, McDonald's All-American, McDonald's All-American, four-star, 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 and then, you know, me, basically. And so I'm going and thinking, uh, you know, I didn't know what to think, but what I found out was he coached me and treated me just like any of the other guys. Wow. And uh, that really stuck out to me, and I've always tried to – carry that on. I think it's easier for me being a walk on, but whether you're the guy that's averaging 20 a game or whether you're the guy that hardly plays at the end, I think everybody provides value to the program. And I think that probably could be uh, replicated for any organization, you know, whether you're the CEO or you're mid-level or, you know, you're just starting out. I think you try to try to make sure everybody knows that they're providing value to your company or to your program. It's so funny that you say that because we were standing out in the hall before the interview and I joked that I was going to ask you to give me, you know, your all time starting five from Washburn since you've been here. I was like, I don't think he could do it because he loves this guy so much. Yeah. But then I, I did say, I guarantee you he'd make a comment like, you got to have a guy like Tom Huppy on your roster. Yeah. I remember him, you know, being, he wasn't on the court all the time, but he was just an incredible asset to the team. And so just th- that's a, I thought of that when I thought of how For you would sure. answer the well, question because that's wow. how you treat people. Yeah, it's so good. Tom, Tom's a stud. And I just had a wedding with Tom a couple weeks ago, and, and he's a stud. I mean, he's, he's coaching now, and he, without Tom Huppy, we don't win as much, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we're and I'm not a, as good of a coach and, and, and just all the things. I mean, those guys provide value. So wow. what I think I think from both Coach Self and Coach Williams that, that, that you know, care about your players and understand that everybody can provide value to your program. Um, I also think that we try to make everything about our players. Um, And, you know, we kind of have three primary goals in our program. Win at elite level, because, I mean, ultimately that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to win basketball games at elite level. Make sure our guys um, graduate because we want them to be prepared for, for life with that degree and what that, the doors that can open up. And then, and then prepare them for life after basketball. Mm. And um, I think there was a time when I first started coaching where winning at elite level was about 90% of what I cared about. Mm. As much as I hate to say that, and as much as I wouldn't have said that, I would have I told you I cared about everything. And again, I think this is where pride <clears throat> can get to all of us, especially young coaches, because I thought my value was in, if we win games, the rest of the stuff doesn't matter that much. Yeah, yeah. But what I what, what what's happened for me over time is, um, and I think having kids helps this. Mm-hmm. My so perspective true. has changed. Like long term, nobody is gonna care how many games I win. Mm. They really won't. Like at the end, of my funeral at the end of the day, like they're not gonna. People aren't gonna come because I won this or that. Yeah, they're not gonna be quoting it's stats not, from your from your bio. It, it matters, but it doesn't <laughs> matter. Um, and so, yes, that is still a goal. Yes, I'm very motivated by that. But I I. You know, the educational side is very important to me because I want to make sure our guys have that degree mm. and uh, what that allows them to do. And then equally as important, I think we try to teach these guys every day through life lessons and through basketball how to prepare them to be men in life and mm-hmm. and, 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 and the challenges that life's going to bring and how do they navigate those. So we we talk about that. We walk through that. And, and again, I think I learned both of those um, from Coach Self and uh, Coach Williams and saw how they navigated that with their players. And, um, you know, what you hope is then when they leave out of here, they come back and, um, you know, you can see them raising their families as husbands and, and be proud of wow. be proud of having, you know, a little bit of impact on that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, that's a perfect transition into, you know, we have this amazing trophy right behind us. What have been some of the most exciting moments? You know, as you look back on your your time here, and I'm sure you're you're dreaming. You know, you still, you know, you're not anywhere near the end of the road for yourself. But but what have just been some of the most exciting moments in your time here so far? Um, you know, I'll be honest. Like uh, two weeks ago, I went to Dave Salak's David Salak's wedding. Um, he was one of my players here, and um, so Brady Skeens was there. Brady Skeens is the best man. Tyler Guyman was there. Uh, Cam Wiggins was there. Clayton Holmberg was there. Wow. Uh, Tom Huppy was there. Um, amongst others, and um, those moments probably as much as as these trophies. Uh, and and uh, it was just so cool to see, you know, the commitment that that that, that Dave and 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 his wife, or now wife uh, Shayla works here. She's a volleyball assistant here, so I know both of them. But just getting to be around our my guys in that setting, and um, now going from coach to more. Still coach, but more friend, mentor. On a peer level. Yeah, yeah, almost on a peer level. That was fun. That is cool. I really enjoy that part of it. Um, You know, on the court, uh, there's been a lot. Uh, I think anytime we can beat Emporia, I'm always always happy about, you know, beating the Hornets. That's our rival. I know it's a big, yeah, big, big deal (laughs) to beat those guys. So anytime we can do that. Uh, The MIAA championship that we won a few years back was um, pretty surreal. It was during COVID, so we had to play it at Northwest. So normally, normally that's a neutral site, yeah. City game. COVID, we had to play at their at their arena. Uh, It was a great college basketball game. In hazmat suits the whole time. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, masked up all the stuff. It was so hard to even think about what we're going through then. But uh, it was a great college basketball game, back and forth, back and forth. We have the ball tie game with like. 15 seconds left. So we're going to get the last shot in regulation tie game. We make it, we win, we miss it. All right. Last shot of the game. We go to overtime. So we run a play for Tyler Guyman, not great coaching. I didn't, didn't get us executed well. And uh, anyways, we, we end up turning it over. They get the ball and it's kind of a bang, bang play in transition. And the ref calls a foul um, as, as they're going in transition with two seconds left, two point, whatever seconds left. So now they're going to the free throw line. So basically, and I'm to going, clinch it. I'm going. It's a it's a it's a good lesson in life too because I'm going nuts because I felt like we just lost this opportunity yeah. and I didn't agree with the call the official made. So I'm going nuts. <laughs> and uh, fortunately for me, my assistant coach they got me back. They got me reined in. Just just it, well, it makes both free throws. Two seconds left, and um, so now they're up to. I drove up a just an unbelievably great play out of the timeout this i get no credit for it all. <laughs> um perfectly scheme we had uh jace williams was a, a football player basketball player here jace was a high school quarterback so we got jace all right jace you're gonna throw it down to court to this guy he's gonna pass this guy we're gonna make the shot that was the plan i said hey if that's not if you don't like that you got got tyler guyman right here you know get it to him tyler make a play just get a shot up and uh Fortunately for me, my team didn't listen to option A because that probably wasn't going to work, and uh, they went with option B. We throw it to Guyman. He takes one dribble, shoots at three-quarter court, little in between three-quarter and half-court shot. It goes in at the at the buzzer, and it was wild. So wow, um, that that's one I'll know. And 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 and, and um, Tyler Guyman just a phenomenal kid. And so the other thing after that game was like, well, that was a lucky shot. There was some luck involved. I mean, you're not going to make that shot sure. that often, but. That kid, if anybody's going to make that shot, it was him because T-Y he every worked time. his butt off. Wow. I mean, every day that kid was in the gym. So if there's a kid that deserved yeah. to make that shot, I was going to make that shot. So that for sure. Um, I mean, I can, I can just tell you from watching from the outside, Tyler was one of the best leaders at any level of sports that I've seen. Yeah. Just an incredible kid. And it's funny, you talk about that shot. I will never forget that shot because it's the one game I didn't watch that year because I was at John's birthday party. <laughs> and I remember John's the birthday, the birthday party ended. How I opened up Twitter and my Twitter season? feed is just like <laughs> hundreds of videos of retweets of that shot. And I like, I'm like crying. <laughs> yeah. You know, the Northwest, it's been so close, so yeah, close, they're, they're so close, program. but couldn't get over the hump. That was an wow. incredible John moment. I know, man. I know. <laughs> I mean, who has a birthday during the basketball season? Anyways, right? I know. I know. Here, celebrate let me after. just excuse myself right now. Uh, no, that's – yeah. Well, and, and Ryan has been – you know, you were always around our guys and influenced our guys, which I greatly appreciate. That was awesome and came to support it. And um, so, you know, when it, that's the fun thing too. Like when we win, 
and other people who have been with our program can can you know feel a part of that. That's yeah. awesome. Wow, that man, that's a movie moment right there. That's yeah, awesome. You couldn't, yeah. It was really yeah. Hollywood, reminded of myself Hollywood to script. lay that video right here over what we're talking about. It. We'll show yeah, exactly. That shot. Yeah. So what I I gotta imagine as a coach, like, what are your feelings in that moment of like? Look, I I would imagine as I mean I'm and I'm not a coach, but I would imagine it would be easy to feel pretty powerless. Like I'm not out there on the court able to make things happen or, you know, you're, you're basically playing through these young guys, you know, brains not even fully developed to 25, you know, maybe they do <laughs> things on the court. You're like, why did you do that? That's not yeah. what I wanted you all, to do. All the time. You know, like how are you feeling like in, in a crunch situation where you're like, man, if you kind of would have just done what I wanted you to do, you know, like, and, and how do we, how do you coach these guys? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. how do you well, navigate that feeling of like, what's my role? I can't force them to do anything. I'm not on the court with the ball. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's a great question. Um, I got the head coaching job at Baker and I've been with coach self. So I go take the program over. I can very distinctly remember my first game, college game. It was at Baker and it was probably halfway through the game. I realized at that point in time, how little, you, you have influence, but the, how little of influence I actually had at that point in time yeah. in the game because at that point it was about your players playing. Mm. And so two things that it did, it's like this is why your preparation is so important because ultimately it's going to come back to that. Yep. And also um, I think it was just an aha moment of I think a lot of young coaches go this, you think, oh, I'm going to go X and O this up. And, 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 and again, there is a part of that, and that is important. But the, ultimately, your players are, are going to determine the outcome, and you have you don't have as much influence as you think. Sure. Yeah. So that my first game uh, at Baker, this is crazy, but we are down two with like three seconds left, I think, and the other team's throwing the ball in. We're down to under our goal, so they got to go length of the court. But all they got to do is basically get it in. We're going to foul. And, again, the game's going to be over. Well, they go to throw it in. We deny. They try to throw a pass to half court. My point guard steals it. Takes one dribble. Is kind of falling sideways at half court. Throws a baseball pass to the goal at the buzzer. It banks in, and we win the game. That was my first college win. What? <laughs> so, and if you watch my reaction, it's on – you find on YouTube, like it's got a, it was crazy at that time. You know, I had whatever million hits because it was like a crazy shot. I barely react because of two things. One, I'm sort usually pretty kind of calm in those moments, but also, I it was two parts. I think I realized, man, we got a lot of work to do, and that was more of my <laughs> thought at that yeah. point. And also, like you said, I don't control this as much as I thought I would. Yeah, like, wow. and so it's so funny what you think about when you're going through the moment. Well, you fast forward to when, and it's, you just never know how to react things. You fast forward to when Guyman made his shot, I blacked out and I'm running around the court like a, like an idiot. And I mean, I'm going crazy like for about Jim 10 Dalvano seconds. I mean, I don't remember it. You have no memory of it. I don't remember it at all. And I saw myself on film and I immediately was like, oh, that's embarrassing. Um, you like, I'm candidate. running around and, and, you know, kind of going nuts like 10 seconds and I get my composure because I'm always... I want to win the right way. I want to lose the right way. So then I, you know, immediately, and, and I got our guys and you want to, you know, acknowledge the opponent. And I apologized to the coach McCollum. I said, Hey man, I blacked out. He goes, no, you know, it's like a huge game, whatever. Yeah. He yeah. didn't care, but I felt bad, but I did. I literally blacked out for about wow. 10. And I saw my, I, I didn't realize it. I had done honestly, hardly. I mean a little bit, but till like 10 seconds or till I saw the film later on the bus, I was like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> I look like an idiot. Yeah, you're just amped. It was you're exciting and That's it was awesome. fun for our guys. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, man, do you want to? I was just going to say it's been awesome to watch some of the success as a team, but also individually yeah. that's happened here. You've got you know, guys like Brady, Javion playing, having great careers. I remember Cam Wiggins hitting like 47 and a half three-pointers in one game in the MIAA <laughs> tournament. And then wow. T.Y. and J. Lou, those guys. But uh, you got some up-and-coming players that I think are you have a lot of a lot of bright – bright future coming yeah. up with with the guys here and even some guys you're bringing in i think a couple of those guys had some questions yeah, i was gonna say you. we we know oh, you have a lot boy. going on we, i'm sure these will be stellar <laughs> you have a lot going on so we have uh some rapid fire questions All right, let's some from listeners and some from a few players uh the you're you have no idea where these are gonna go all right so so we know we know levi and andrew and some of uh -huh. the other guys pretty well uh, they're part of our church they're great dudes and yep. uh 
I was hanging out with Levi last week, told, told him we were interviewing, and I was like, what should I ask your coach? And he said, <laughs> ask him who your best player is and why is it Levi? <laughs> <laughs> well, Levi's been here 27 years. I mean, he, he, Levi, Levi literally, I think he was here before I got here. Uh, and so uh, I joke with Levi. No, Levi, Levi is, you know, so Levi redshirted, got a COVID year, plus he's playing now. So, you know, he's a guy that could be in college for six years. If he, he This will be his fifth coming up, I believe, and could be sixth. But uh, what a phenomenal kid, Topeka kid. So, you know, he's entrenched in this uh, town. He gives back all the time to the kids in the community. Been a stud for our program. He wants to coach, and and, uh, he'll be a phenomenal coach. But just a – I joke, but great person. I'm glad he's been around. But seriously, he's like 28 years old. I mean, I told told him yesterday he just missed the Hayden job by a couple years. I know, exactly. All right, Andrew Andrew asked, have you ever gotten in a fight because of basketball? Uh, Yes, you know uh, (laughs) – When I was at Kansas, I played against Kirk Heinrich, who was one a good player, and him and I about once a week would 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 kind of get into it. Nothing too crazy, but um, I'm and and again, I, I that's not necessarily something I should be proud of. I I should probably control my, <laughs> I should have controlled my. Um, it's stories and, from the glory days. Yeah, now. so it's yeah. okay now, yeah, right? I'm right, late, yeah. That was twenty years ago, so <laughs> I guess it's okay. But oh yeah, um, and and. and Probably that generation a little more common, and and probably one of the good things about this generation is not not quite as much as our guys are are probably more level headed than I was, sure. which is a good thing. Yeah. yeah, dang. Well, we had someone on our uh, social media ask um, our friend Larissa. She asked about she's seen that you've done like inter sport games, like the volleyball team played oh, the yeah. basketball team. Are there any other? creative ways you or the athletic department is trying to you know get students more engaged in athletics just kind of moving forward i will say that i'm kind of getting into pickleball so if anybody if anybody wants to catch him at hughes park if if, if anybody wants to to catch an l you know (laughs) i'm uh, I'm not i'm not that great after this Uh, we're filming us playing pickleball um well that was cool so the volleyball team and us hooked up this spring and uh had that game and that was awesome coach Aaron does a great job with this program um I think that uh that is a great point we're really trying to connect with the student athletes here but also with our students here and I got to figure out a better way to do that because I still think we should get have more students at our games and I know these kids have a lot of things going on but the reality of it is uh during our games we got so many students that are sitting over in a dorm 100 yards from our gym sitting on their phones on TikTok and Snapchat. <laughs> yeah. And listen, I'm not opposed to that stuff. I don't sure. want to sound like a grumpy old man. That's fine. I have some of that stuff. Nothing wrong with that. But I think you have this small window of opportunity in college. And I think some of these young people are going to regret that they don't go experience some more of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got the rest of your life. You want you to sit on your phone and do that stuff. I tell our guys this too, but like get out and do some things. And so um, I try to, I try to, you know, I go eat lunch at the calf. I try to support other organizations, other causes. I think that's important for me to, mm. to, to do that too. And I got to yeah. do a better job with that. But uh, for sure would love, and, and, and even the community. So when we have kids come to our camp, our summer camps, we have a lot of kids come. I'll say, raise your hand if you're a KU fan. All these hands shoot up. Raise your hand if you're a K-State fan. All these hands will shoot up. Raise your hand if you're a Washburn fan. And some hands will shoot up. But I said, okay, time out. Because not everybody raised their hand. I said, you're at our camp. And you live in Topeka. <laughs> I said, you can be a KU fan. You Hit can the be door. a K-State. Yeah, I know you're yeah. gone. Yeah. You're out. <laughs> you guys are out of here. No refunds. Like, yeah, no refunds. You already got your checks. Thank you. Have a good week. And uh, that's a good idea. I should do that. Camps will be a lot easier. I'll have half the kids. Yeah. Uh, a lot more can, bang for your you, time, you know. I'll misdirect any email, parent emails to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, but what I tell them is, hey, you can be a KU, K-State fan. That's awesome. We don't really play them. So, like, that's fine. But from now on. When people ask you, say, hey, and I'm a Washburn fan, like you're from Topeka. So we're trying to yeah, kind of yeah. generate that mindset of this is yeah. their hometown. Create team, that culture. And yeah. uh, they could cheer for us. And so, um, you know, hopefully then that'll lead to more people coming to games too. I love that. Okay, basketball questions. Who's right. the GOAT? Uh, for me, it's Michael. And it goes back to like, I, I respect LeBron. I, 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 here, okay. I am a little bit nauseated by how much we discuss this. Sure, yeah. <laughs> because I think we spend so much time, who's this, who's that, instead of just appreciating, like, oh, these guys are really good. Like, yeah. all right, who's the best player in the league? Is it Giannis or is it this guy, that guy? And, you know, you turn on you know, ESPN, that's all. We, we, we want to talk about instead of just appreciating. So mm. I'm, a, I'm a little bit like, hey, let's just 
Jasper. But I'm over it. Let's just Mike, move on. My, I would say Mike personally, he was the most competitive guy I've ever yeah. seen. And I love competitors. I love that. That's awesome. Okay. So um, do you foul up three or not? Uh, yes, we try to. Uh, I was at a coach's clinic a couple years ago. They really broke down the mathematical uh, uh, probabilities of both. And from a mathematical statistical side, it makes a lot more sense to foul. It just, um, that's hard to practice yeah. and the timing has to be right. You, yeah. you don't want to do it with too much time. And so, you know, there's just small window. Don't want to give them a that. chance to be going up in yeah. a shooting motion. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to practice that too, because it's like in practice, they know it's coming. So you're trying to, and they know it's, so it's a little bit challenging, but I, yeah. I'm a foul three guy. All right. Love it. Favorite basketball movie. Uh, just watch Hoosiers. Hoosiers is up there. Um, I like the original Space Jam. We show that every hey. year, every year at our camp. That's an underrated movie. It's 100%. so good. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I would say um, probably the tie between Hoosiers and Space Jam. Nice, right. nice. I mean, My favorite part where he's in the crater and they're like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Fixing a divot." <laughs> <laughs> how how much easier would basketball be if you could just stretch your arm out to? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I never know what that. I would even dunk. I, I didn't really know what that felt like. So. Right. That's awesome. If uh, if you had to pick one non-athlete from the city of Topeka to be on your Washburn roster, non-athlete from Topeka, <laughs> like not someone who's they can, currently they could like, play, but they don't identify as like, yeah, I'm an athlete. Am I supposed to pick athlete. one of you two guys? No, 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 yeah, no, yeah, no, that's, that's yeah, like exactly. Yeah, we'll pick one of us. <laughs> oh, um, golly, um. athlete from Topeka or just like a random person in Topeka you know city leader business owner anybody uh, that you think would just bring a lot to the, uh, to the squad I would say okay I'll take Cody Foster because I think Cody's competitive uh, I think that he would be a great teammate a great leader so I think he would provide value I've never seen Cody play an athletic event so he may not <laughs> he may not actually help us on the court but I sure think he's a, locker a great room, locker room guy, competitive guy. <laughs> he'll be like the the guy who's on your, your base yeah he'll that, play the huppy role the huppy yeah, role. yeah, yeah, yeah I'll yeah, take yeah. Uh, Cody maybe Cody may surprise me maybe he'd become a starter I don't know <laughs> there yeah you go. and then who do you which do you think would be better if the average NBA player went to play in the NFL or if the average NFL player went to play in the NBA, who would do better? I think that the NBA guys in the NFL, just because the athleticism, I think, translates. And, like, there's some positions where um, certain, the NFL guys are crazy good. And I'm not uh, – you can start getting these debates and the football guys feel disrespected. Um, I just have – so all the football guys, you know, they all joke, hey, coach, I'm ready to play. I'm saying, all right, cool, let me see you shoot. And you know it's like it's like you know pretty dicey most of the time. There's a they few. will they will run very quickly down the court. Yeah, but and they not can do maybe dunk six the seconds at a time. They may be able to dunk, but like I'm like, okay, there's at some point in this game you probably got to make a shot. And, uh, that's not always. Uh, I'll give a few credit, but they always joke, coach. I'm gonna come play. I'm like, all right, come on, come. Let me see you shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so. I would say the other way. Like I, I would love to see LeBron just play like a couple downs in the NFL. That'd be so tight cool. end. Yeah, that would be super fun. Yeah, yeah. Because like those football guys, um, even the receivers and stuff are like the tall ones are like six two, six three. Uh -huh. Yeah. So like every once in a while you see them go out there and play those celebrity basketball games against basketball guys, and, and the basketball guys are just giants uh, uh -huh. height wise. Yeah. For, like, compared to most of those NFL guys, but both of those both those sports are tough. I got two two to finish up on. Okay, yeah. one, you got to take one guy from your current roster, put him on the football team here at Washburn. Who is it and what oh, position do they play? Uh, Brady Christensen, our freshman uh, from Nebraska. Brady's got a football build. He's from a football state. Nebraska's a football state. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he grew up in Lincoln. He goes to the Nebraska game, so he's a big Husker, uh, which we love giving him a hard time when they oh, lose. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And uh, he's all fired up. Got another new coach, which, you know, they'll have another new one in two years again, probably. So, <laughs> uh, but Brady's pretty tough. I would say Brady uh, would be first. Jarmel Johnson, strong, athletic. I think Jarmel could translate uh, from an athletic standpoint, but for sure, Brady just overall. All right. The last question I got for you you can only pick one Coach Williams or Coach I love playing for Coach Williams. That was my coach, uh, so I love him. Coach Self's been phenomenal to me, so I can't answer that. No, and, 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 I totally I, get that. I want to add one thing. 
you guys, I, and you set me up on a tee for this. When you talked about things that uh, were uh, memorable last year, last year we had three, four guys get baptized during the year. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you talk about as a coach, like I got to go and see that and like the impact. That was really cool. You know, Shannon and Isaiah yeah. and Levi. And uh, so that was for them and and, 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 and to sacrifice that and, mm. and commit themselves to Christ. That was that was really cool. So I should have I should have mentioned that earlier. And I thought about it while we were talking. Um, but to see those guys do that, that was really awesome, cool. dude. And I'll, I'll just add on that, that one, we still hang with a bunch of those guys and they're doing incredible. Yeah. But Shannon's in Kansas City is a part of our buddy's church. And man, he just he went over there and he was just telling my buddy, the pastor, like, Dude, my time at Washburn under you and, you know, getting baptized at community, man, like just set him up for, you know, where he's at in life now. It feels so, so positive. I so, just saw Shannon. Shannon was at that wedding I was at too. And um, I, I saw he posted something on social media, I think, in, in regards to that. And he's just in a, you want your guys to be in a good place. Again, it's just, yeah. it, basketball is important, but that's what you don't want them to look back and be like, man. I was miserable. And, and there's yeah. a lot of kids that are, and it's hard. It's challenging. We did, we go through those stages in life, but uh, Shane is an example of a guy that, you know, basketball was what he did, but it, it wasn't completely who he was. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. He had some things outside. I think that balance in all of our lives is important. And uh, so he's a great example of that stud kid and um, good to see him doing well outside, yeah. outside of college awesome. now. Well, we appreciate you taking yeah, some time. Yeah, that's fun. So, guys. Like, so man. awesome. And we're yep. really looking forward yeah. to the upcoming season. We're hoping to get, you know, maybe uh, maybe towards the start of the season, we can get your captains on the on the pod and That'd get them to, to promote the team a little bit. But, yeah, we thanks so much for investing in the athletes, the the students, the campus of Washburn, and the city of Topeka as a whole. Yeah, thanks for what you guys are doing. You guys are awesome. This is fun. Um, I thought everything was greater than when I found out John had a birthday during. <laughs> I've seen other than that. I thought, you know, I was, I was pleased, but no, that was fun. Man, I was just had... trying to help you deal with pride. You know? yeah. That's what I was trying to do. Thanks. There, thanks. Know? Yeah, I, I, I need a lot of help with that. So no, thanks for what you guys are doing. You guys, I know the influence you're having across the street church and, and just in the community. And, and, and we talked about it off there. Topeka is awesome. Yeah. Like yeah. people want to cut us down, man. There's some phenomenal people. Some great things going on in our city, not just at Washburn, but in the city. Uh, we love it here. My family loves it here. I think that people, uh, when they come and, and, and they're here around the people, they see that. But thanks for what you guys are doing to help that. It's awesome. Absolutely. Well, appreciate you, man. Thanks, well, That's guys. a wrap. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Look Around Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us on Instagram at the Look Around Podcast, where followers can submit questions for future interviews. If you'd like to connect with us further, you can send us an email at thelookaroundpodcast at gmail.com.